Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. I'm your favorite morning podcast. This is the Morning Five. Monday, May 22nd, 2020. As always, it's brought to you by the Perry Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Bryce, we got to give a shout out to uh, our our big sponsor, Cade Perrion. Cade became a father again over the weekend. Edit Collins Perrion was born on 519 at 834 p.m., six pounds, eight ounces. Congratulations, Cade. Proud of you, buddy. Resetting that timer 18 years. Oh, that's rough. Uh, <laughs> That's rough when you gotta reset that timer. I'm on the countdown, baby. I haven't reset my timer yet. Uh, we're still <laughs> counting the years down. I haven't reset that 18 year counter. <laughs> Congratulations, Cade. We love you. Um, it's 73 days until the NFL, 74 days until high school football, and 96 days until college football is back. Today Let's go. is also National Vanilla Pudding Day. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get down with some vanilla pudding every now and then. Not a, not a huge vanilla pudding fan. I, you know, my, my favorite pudding is tapioca. I know that's kind of old and weird. I know a lot of people don't like tapioca. Uh, I don't mind vanilla pudding. I like, I like vanilla pudding better than chocolate pudding for sure. Uh, when we used to get those snack packs, I hated the chocolate pudding. Didn't mind the vanilla pudding. So, um, so yeah, I can get down with some vanilla pudding. Um, I'm, I'm all for some vanilla pudding. Uh, I can't believe you like tapioca. That's just yeah gross i love the i love the texture of it. it's really good it reminds me of like bread pudding <laughs> i swear there's moments that i i wonder why you and i are friends they really are <laughs> all right uh braves win two of three over the weekend against the mariners um put a beating on them which was good uh, friday night Braves win six to two ozuna had three rbis olsen two and RC added the last one. Bryce Elder looked good. Six innings, two earned, and six Ks. Um, yeah, exactly he's got to look good. He's essentially the second starter now, right? You have to, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's. I, I think you probably put him above third. Charlie Morton right now. Um, I'd put him above Charlie Morton, dude. Uh, on, honestly, I know Morton's the third guy. I know, I know, uh, or I know Morton's the the veteran guy, but. Honestly, if you, if you, you know, gun to head situation right now, Strider already pitched game one of a playoff series. If you're asking me who's pitching game two, I'm putting Bryce Elder out there and start Charlie Morton. Uh, I, I, I have more faith in Bryce Elder than I do Charlie Morton at this point. I'm not saying that Charlie Morton, I don't have any faith in him, but I do have more faith in, in Bryce Elder right now to go out on the bump and deliver a, a good game for me than I do Charlie Morton right now. I mean, Elder's 3-0 with a 2.06 ERA on the season with 45 K's, um, I, you know, I know, I know Morton is the older statesman. I know Morton is, is a savvy vet. I know he's been there, done that. I know he's been through it. I, I just have more faith in Bryce Elder right now to win me a game than I do Charlie Morton. Okay. 
on Saturday, the Braves had a pen game and it looked horrible. Uh, lost seven Awful. to three. Adelson had two RBIs. Riley with a, another rib. Pen game, but they they give up four earned runs, um, three errors that cost us the game, and they were just it. The game just was stupid. Braves played horribly on Saturday. <laughs> It was bad, man. It was uh, it was really bad. It looked like the the single A or double A team took over for the Braves uh, on Saturday. It was it was not good. Not a lot of hits or not a lot of timely hits. I should say that. Uh, I think we went over with runners in scoring position. I don't think we had a single hit with the runners in scoring position on Saturday. And the pin game, it was what it was, man. It's sort of the situation the Braves are in right now. It, it didn't look great, but it could have been a lot worse. I mean, I mean, Tonkin gave up two earned runs. Yates gave up two earned runs. Jesse Chavez started the game. He didn't look terrible. Went two and a third, striking out three. I don't think he allowed a hit. Maybe he allowed one. Um, but it, it wasn't it wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible, I would say, from the pin, but it was not It was not good. And it's sort of the situation the Braves are in, unfortunately, because of the starting rotation is we're going to have to get these these pin games in. And, and you know, I've, I've heard it all over, Billy, and you've said it on this podcast multiple times. Love to see the Braves make a trade right now for a, a starting pitcher to sure up that rotation until we get Kyle Wright and Max Freed back because this team is a World Series winning team this year. I don't want to talk about next year. I don't want to talk about the next three years. I don't want to talk about the next five years because the future is uncertain. Uh, what I am certain of, Billy, is that this team is a World Series title contender this year, and it shows in the current World Series odds favorites by Fangraphs right now, the Braves are at a 20%. They have a 20% chance to win the World Series per Fangraphs right now. Nobody, uh, There's only two teams that are over 10%. The Dodgers at 112 and the Rays at 11 So there's only two teams other than the Braves that are over 10% and the Braves have a 9% chance higher than the Dodgers and the Rays. I want to see the Braves be aggressive. Like you said, now I want to see them be aggressive. Now, if anybody's trading and go get a starting pitcher because wins today in may count just as much as wins do in August. You're right. And, and the biggest thing right now is a lot of people will, you know, like you mentioned, you, you don't pay attention until baseball until it's 90 degree weather, right? Well, most people won't pay attention to baseball until it's Memorial Day or, or pay attention to see where the team is until Memorial Day. Oh, we're a week away. So if we need to go ahead and shore up that starting rotation because Freed is out, Wright is out. This is hurting us right now. I mean, absolutely Big hurting us. And we need to get to that point where we have somebody to to be able to fill in for those guys. However, and, and it doesn't have to be an ace, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Right. Like it, can, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be the ace of the rotation. It can be a guy that, when Wright and and Freed come back, is maybe the is maybe the fourth option. Hell, maybe he's the fifth pitcher. But we just need someone up there who can eat innings, and we don't have to do these pin games. Well, that being said, yesterday the Braves win three to two. Olson, Darno, and Rosario all had an RBI, but Jared Schuster. I have a game, kid. Six innings pitch, one earned, seven Ks. He looked fantastic yesterday. Um, so, I mean, you got to give him some, you got to give the kids some credit because he, he pitched very well. Yeah, he pitched really good. He looked really good yesterday. I like to see that out of him um, when we needed it. You know, we, we came off of a, a bad taste in our mouth with that pin game on Saturday, and Jared Schuster got that bad taste out of our mouth by. Pitching a, pitching a real good game on Sunday in a, in a, in a, you know, in a rubber match. 
the Braves win two of three from the Mariners. They move on. Uh, they have the Dodgers at Truist Park starting today. Um, we could be able to get these games in. I swear, I, lo- I looked at the the weather and it looked like all week it's going to be raining, which sucks. But it could just dude. Be... What's going? It was supposed to. It was supposed to be that Saturday. It was supposed to rain all day Saturday, and it was gorgeous all day. So I, I, you know it what? Was I, is, it was. Be- what are you talking about? It was beautiful. Oh no! After was... like after like two p.m., we were outside at Taco Mac eating on the on the uh, little patio thing. It was gorgeous. It was, it was a beautiful day on Saturday. Day. I was outside all day, mm. man. <laughs> Not in Douglasville, it wasn't. It was it was sunny and the sun was shining. So y'all must have kept the overcast out in West Georgia. Because we got uh, we got to Taco Mac on Saturday and it was sunny. We had you know there was broken clouds and stuff, but it was uh, you know this is the part of the year where uh, you look at the forecast and you kind of throw it out the window and it'll it'll start raining when it starts raining and it's dry when it's dry because the uh, the meteorologist man I'm tell you that's the best job in the entire world. They don't have to be right at all ever. Uh, they can be wrong constantly and still have a job. <laughs> It's so unpredictable. Well, speaking of Saturday, you were able to watch it, but I was not able to. Tell tell me all about that three to three draw that Atlanta United had against Chicago. <sighs> Dude, I don't. I I seriously don't know how to feel about this game. I, I think on one hand, I guess you should feel relieved because it is a point on the road, and right now Atlanta United is averaging zero point eight six points on the road per game and that's the that's the league average for the eastern conference final or the eastern conference teams eastern conference teams are also averaging that exact same amount on the road so i guess i guess i should feel happy about a point on the road but then again i feel super super let down and disappointed because we were up 10 men for a while and we should have stepped on the gas and we didn't uh it was just an insanely frustrating game that saw Atlanta and i go up 1-0 then go a man up uh, and then allowed Chicago to score and come back while Chicago was a man down. We ended up with a draw thanks to Yakamakis. I'm telling you, man, I don't want to imagine where this team would be without Yakamakis. I-, I love Almada. He's a great player. He's one of the greatest players that Atlanta United has ever had. But without Yakamakis in the squad, I don't even know if we're in a playoff position right now, to be honest with you. Uh, he's, he's just a he's just a bigger integral part of this team at the moment. The lack of urgency when Atlanta United was up a man early in the game is bad. I mean, like, really bad. Like, like rec-level soccer bad. Like, Sunday league soccer bad. It was it was awful. And it really pissed me off to see the lack of urgency out there on the pitch. As much crap as I've given uh, Miguel Berry and Machop Chol all season, they played pretty decent this weekend. Uh, Miguel Berry drew a free kick that Almada served in for a Gutman goal. And Chol played really nice in the wing, man. Taking guys on one-on-one, beating some people. It was a nice game out of Chol, a, a decent game out of out of Miguel Berry, but I do have some unfortunate stats about Miguel, Miguel Berry here in a second. Miles and Brooks Lennon not playing is inexcusable. Um, I don't care if you're tired. I don't. I, I do not care if you're tired. You cannot tell me that it is impossible for you to run uh, for three games a week at 90 minutes. Like, yeah, that's just that's just lazy. I, I don't care if you're tired. I seriously do not care if you're tired. Miles Robinson, this is the last year you're going to play in an Atlanta United uh, jersey get out there get your butt out there and play i don't care if you're tired i seriously do not care if you're tired if yakamaki is not playing a full 90 right now whatever i know he's coming back from a hangnail or whatever stupid injury he had he's not 90 minutes fit apparently yet but i understand that i guess because he's coming back from injury the the rest thing miles lennon and or, or brooks lennon and miles robinson not playing because of rest i know miles came in as a sub later on but I, that's un, that's inexcusable 
you don't your captain doesn't sit there and rest when it's a game like this in the road where we could have gotten three points that was that really pissed me off that really really pissed me off get your ass out there and play we pay you millions of dollars to play soccer go run around out there for 90 minutes and you know recover when you get home i i that really really pissed me off not see brooks Lennon and miles robinson out there um this team with the main 11 doesn't start they don't have a chance to win. They, they simply do not have a chance to win. When you don't have your main 11 out there, there's no depth. There's no depth in the squad at all. And when the main 11 does not start, we don't have a chance to win. And we won't have our main 11 to start this week either, Billy, because of a red card for Luis Arujo. Um, David and, and Abner both said it was a it was a deserved uh, second yellow and a red for Luis Arujo. I was, I was extremely pissed off and... I got reminded that sometimes in this poverty league with the refs we have, sometimes they call games like the NBA where you touch a guy and he falls down and, and he gets a, a yellow and a red. The ref was overzealous the entire game, uh, but that's that's what you get in the poverty-stricken league of the MLS when we pay these refs probably $5 an hour to referee these games. Uh, three road wins in the last 25 road matches for Atlanta United, not great. Not what you want to see, not what you want to get out of a team that supposedly should be one of the best teams in the MLS with the amount of payroll that we have. Miguel Berry is not taking a shot since March 4th and has no shots on target this season. Not a single one. He's a striker. Lord. So as much as much good work as he did against the Chicago Fire, he didn't do good work as a striker. He did good work as like a, a holding midfielder or something like that. But, you know, in the striker role that Miguel Berry is in, not great. Uh, Atlanta United has scored the most goals in the MLS this season. Unfortunately, they've also allowed the second most goals in the entire league. So that's something that we kind of predicted to begin with going into the season is that we'd score a ton of goals, but we would also let a bunch of goals pass. And that sort of has came to be true. Sort of tough when you have three goalkeepers that you've been rotating in and out. That's a little tough to get your back line solidified and on the same page. Uh, stats from the game, shots were 15-10 to 10 Atlanta. Shots on target were 7-3 to 3 Atlanta. Possession was 55-45 Atlanta. Key passes were 9-8 to 8 Chicago. And expected goals were 2.14 to 1.25 in favor of Atlanta. So both teams uh, getting over that expected goal scored. A disappointing point on the road up in Chicago. Yakamaki summed it up perfectly in his Instagram post. He said that's a point on the road that feels like a loss, and it sure does. Luis Arujo will be out for the next match that we play. I believe it is Saturday versus Orlando, so no no Arujo Saturday. And I believe that brings his games left in Atlanta United down to three. I think he has three games left in an Atlanta United uniform, and then he'll be off to Flamingo. Well, that sucks, but at the same time, we understand it. Um you know, hopefully we can get back on the uh, Schneid next Saturday against uh, Orlando. Speaking of getting back better. on the Schneid, uh, Brooks Kepka wins the PGA Championship this weekend. And, I mean, pretty much dominating fashion. He, he looked good from start to finish, man. And it's, I know how you feel about the live golfers in the, in the PGA Tour stuff, but, I mean, he looked fantastic. The second major in a row. I don't care. I don't care about the LIV golfers and the PGA. Brooks Kepka is just a jerk. I can't stand that guy. I hate Brooks Kepka. Um, there, there was, I was on. I would honestly rather see Bryson DeChambeau win the PGA Championship than Brooks Kepka. I can't. He's the only golf. He, him and Patrick, um, Patrick Reed, are the only two golfers that I actually literally cannot stand and hate and actually cheer against. Uh, so yeah, to hell with Brooks Kepka. Wasn't happy about his win at all. 
Uh, I pretty much turned it off when I knew he was going to win. I, I'd love to see Victor Hoblin or Scotty Scheffler to win it. Um, yeah, wasn't wasn't a fan of, of Brooks winning. I, I think it was kind of cool, you know, for, for Brooks, though. He won. He announced that he's going to be a dad last week. So, you know, that that's kind of cool that he won. But nah, I'm not a, I'm not a Brooks Kepka fan. I would never cheer for Brooks Kepka. Um, second least favorite golfer out there. So the, the main story for the PGA Championship was Michael Block, man. Uh, that dude shot a 70, a 70, a 70, and a 71. All four rounds, made the cut, tied for 15th, made a hole-in-one. Uh, oh, man, what hole was that that he made the hole-in-one on? It was 15. Made the hole-in-one on 15 in the fourth round. He had a par putt on 18, Billy to get into the top 15. If he gets into the top 15, he automatically gets an exemption into next year's PGA Championship, made the par putt, got the exemption in the next year's PGA Championship, and got a call from the tournament director for the tournament out in uh, Texas this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And got got the last exemption invite into the the, um, tournament for this, this next weekend. Billy, do you know how much it was for a 45-minute lesson for uh, for Michael Block going into this week? No. 90 bucks. Okay. 45-minute session with the pro that finished 15th in the PGA Championship, outdueled Rory McIlroy's, the head toe-to-toe with Rory McIlroy on a Sunday in a PGA Championship. It was only $90 for a 45-minute session. And, and he looks dude, dude that's gonna go up all like all that is that is gonna go up you will you will not be able to get a 45 minute session with michael block for probably under 300 dollars next week or whenever he gets back to his club and starts giving uh lessons again so a lot of cool storylines in the pga championship uh you know rory mcelroy came back didn't have a great round one but then had solid round two three and four uh just didn't have enough to challenge there in in round four uh, brooks just he just kept going, dude. A couple of mistakes by Victor Hovland in round four. Saw him drop a couple shots. Scotty Scheffler, man, the low man, I believe, uh, in the uh, in, in round four on Sunday. I think Scotty was tied with the the low round at 65. He really, really went charging. I thought he might have a shot, but Kepka didn't fall apart in the PGA Championship like he did in the uh, in the Masters. And one of the things that I think helped Brooks Kepka is he slowed down everything. Uh, that was one of the things he complained about at the Masters was he would finish a hole and go on to the next tee box and have to wait for Cantlay and the group ahead of him for like 5, 10, 15 minutes until he could tee off. You saw Brooks Kepka playing at a much, much slower pace this weekend because there was nobody behind him, and he didn't want to get up to that next tee box and stand there and wait for forever. So that that strategy played into uh, into Brooks Kepka's hand a bit. And, yeah, $3.15 million richer, a five-time uh, major winner. He's got more majors now than than uh, Rory McIlroy does. Yeah, he does. And yeah. I, I know you don't so. like him, but it, I mean, it was it was a good it was good to see him do that, especially you know for I I I don't like all the the BS people that are the BS between the Live and the PGA Tour crap going on right now. I I just like watching good golf, and you know what, we got <laughs> treated to really good golf this weekend at the PGA Championship, so. I was, yeah. I was happy to see that. So, and and going, I, I will never cheer for Brooks. Like, I just don't, I just don't like him. Yeah. Going back to the Michael Block comment, his hole in one was a slam dunk hole in one. It was not one of those that yep. lands on the green, rolls 15 feet, and gets in. No, it was 
lands directly into the cup in the air. It was ridiculous. Broke the uh, broke the cup. They had to, they had to come out there and, and fix it. <laughs> Smashed it all up. That was pretty funny. Uh, insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a good good PGA Championship. Good golf. Uh, unfortunately, a uh, you know what won it in Brooks Kepka. <laughs> Can't stand him. If you want to if you want to hate Brooks Kepka even more, go watch the full swing documentary on Netflix. That'll uh that'll add to the uh, Brooks Kepka hate. Billy, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard from this past weekend. On Friday, we had the NBA. Eastern Conference Finals, Heat beat the Celtics 111-105. Miami led that series Friday night 2 to nothing. In the NHL, the Stars fall to the Golden Knights 4-3. Vegas led that series 1-0 Friday night. On Saturday, Nuggets beat the Lakers 119-108 to take a commanding 3-0 lead in the Western Conference Finals. In the NHL, the Panthers beat the Canes 2-1. Florida leads that one 2 to nothing. On Sunday in the NBA, Celtics fall to the Heat 128-102. Miami takes another commanding lead as well, 3-0 in the Eastern Conference Final in, in the NHL. The Stars fall to the Golden Knights 3-2. Las Vegas leads that series 2-0 on the Smiths. Well, or, excuse me, on the uh, oh, I choked on my coffee. On the Smiths floor coverings games and events calendar for tonight in the NBA, Nuggets at Lakers at 8.30. Do or die game for the Lakers. Nuggets uh, lead this series 3 to nothing. So if LeBron, AD, and the Lakers want to keep playing, they have got to win the rest of the games they play. Uh, are the uh, are the Nuggets going to sweep the Lakers tonight, Billy? Are we going to – I mean, these these playoffs in the NBA and the NHL, the conference playoffs, they've been kind of boring. Yeah, it's been it's been terrible. The NBA has been terrible, this playoff series. That's – yeah, I mean the the NBA teams are up six zero, and these are these are not the two teams the NBA wants to see up six zero. If it was the Lakers and the Celtics up six zero, they would be a hundred percent fine with that. But a Nuggets Heat final, dude, that generates zero heat with the common viewer. Yeah, and going back to the hockey, um, I mean the last three hockey games have gone in overtime. I mean it's been insane. Yeah, but it, it's four zero. Uh, the, the the conference finals combined are four zero. I mean, oh, you I get know. into a you get into a situation where they're up six zero. Like that's just there's no juice. There's no juice in those matchups right there. I know. So I know you're uh, need need the uh, need the teams that are down to win a couple games to add some juice onto these series, man. Bryce, I know you just choked on uh, some coffee, but do you need another cup of coffee? Well, I do. I do indeed. Actually, yeah, it was uh, that went down the wrong pipe. That that sip of coffee did. Another cup of coffee brought to you by the realtor Hannah Strong with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. On Friday, on top of us having our home run derby, which was awesome at Mount Zion, Central and Villarica had their spring game, and Bryce was able to go to New Manchester to see Villarica's. Yeah, Villarica looked good, man. Uh, defense looked really, really good. I'm not sure how, how good New Man's supposed to be this year, uh, but I do know that uh, Villarica looked good on defense, looked good on offense. They have a new quarterback, I believe, out there. I'm, I'm not 100% sure of his name. Uh, number seven, tall, lanky kid. I texted y'all. He reminds me a lot of Terrell Pryor, the yep. way the way Terrell Pryor played. We we saw him play a little bit. Saw Will Wallace out there play. Um, I, I know I know Austin Barron said that they want to run a new style of offense a bit, a, a bit more airing it out. I didn't see that in the spring game. I would assume that's just because maybe he hasn't had time to install that new offense yet with the team, or maybe it's going to be a slow roll with that new offense. Probably didn't want to show too much in the spring game. It was the, still the. Uh, the gun tee that we saw last year from the Villarica Wildcats didn't see as much airing it out as we probably will in the regular season. 
Um, but look good, dude. Uh, uh, the, def the defense is what really surprised me for Villarica. Uh, the defensive ends were doing a great job of crashing and getting to the quarterback. Defensive interior was doing a good job of clogging holes. Um, right now, I think, the, I think the one weakness that we saw for Villarica was up front on the offense. Uh, that offensive line looks like it has some holes in it every now and then on some of the plays. Did, did a good job blocking the interior, but the outside, uh, you know, let, let the defensive ends for a new man get around just a little bit too much. But, um, yeah, overall for a spring game, man, uh, Villarica looked, looked really good. Looked a lot better than I expected him to be, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, and Central had theirs on Friday as well. Um, from what I heard, it didn't end properly for Central, but, you know, that's what spring games are for. It's it's a big practice game. Not It's not a big deal. As long as everybody comes out healthy, that's all that is, right? Oh, and, and one thing that I for that just popped in my head, I forgot to tell you about the Villarica game. Billy, I think Villarica might have a girl kicker this year. Really? Good for VR. Yes. And let me tell you, dude, she has got a boot. Good. She kicked a 30-something yard field goal that I think might have been good from 40. Good. Yeah, she has got an absolute monster leg. Champion. All right. Uh, elsewhere in another cup, live golfers sound off after Brooks Kepka wins the PGA Championship. I think they were all pretty happy about it, weren't they? Hey, yeah, and that's the uh, Phil Mickelson. Was it Phil? I don't remember if it was Phil or Brooks, but they said that this this validates all the stuff that the live golfers have been doing over the past year, year and a half. And I I don't know if I believe that, but it does show that. Uh, you know, playing three rounds every weekend in the live doesn't hurt your fourth round in the PGA Tour. So, uh, you know, I don't know if it, valid if it validates all the stuff that the LIV Tour has done, but it shows that LIV Tour golfers are still good golfers. Yeah. On a somber note, uh, Jim Brown, one of ball's greatest ever, dies at 87 over the weekend. Yeah, that sucks, man. He is an absolute, absolute legend. Uh, Browns legend. Yeah, it sucks, man. He was a he was a pioneer. Uh, I believe was he part of the? Um, did he ever lead the NFLPA? Was he ever the president of the NFLPA? Mm, that I can't remember. I don't know if he ever was, but yeah, Jim Brown, great, one of the greatest of all time NFL players. Davion Clowney says he's open to a reunion with the Texans. Yeah, man, that's uh, I I thought I thought Clowney might be someone that the Falcons would go after late in free agency to see if they could get him cheap. I don't know if anybody's gonna want to sign Jadavion Clowney. Uh, that dude comes with a lot of baggage. So they're going out to the Texans, man. Texans are gonna be the worst team in the NFL next year. I'll be shocked if if Clowney goes back there because I feel like Clowney's at the point of his career where he wants to ring chase, and going back to the Houston Texans is the complete opposite of that. Yeah, yeah. No offense to uh quarterback over there but you know this or this uh no full offense the team's gonna suck i, mean, I, I don't i don't care I don't, I don't care if i offend anybody the texans are gonna suck this year they're terrible they're gonna be the worst team in the nfl kyle larson last night dominates with the third nascar all-star race win today starts christmas in may week for motorsports fans yeah i can't wait dude this is uh matt ridgeway and i have been talking about this week since may began uh, this Sunday in the morning, we have Monaco in the afternoon. We have the Indianapolis 500. And then at night, we have the Coca-Cola 600 in Charlotte. And, and the week for me started off last week. It was two weeks of, of Christmas in May for me with the all-star race at uh, 
North Wilkesboro Speedway. That was that was the first ever race I, w- I went to as a little kid. Was at North Wilkesboro Speedway. It was uh, it was very emotional watching everybody go around. Um, I-, I thought it was a great race. I loved it. I can't wait to get Matt Ridgeway's comments on Track Talk this week. I thought it was great. I I loved every single second of it. Every time there were cars on the track at, at North Wilkesboro Speedway and it was televised, I was watching it. No matter what type of car it was, no matter what was happening, I was watching it. I thought it was a great weekend, good weekend for NASCAR. Not a great weekend for Ryan Priest and Matt Ridgway and that whole 41 team, uh, but a good weekend for NASCAR, in my opinion. And finally, today in 1985, Pete Rose hits his 2,108th run. That's his Hank Aaron as NL run scoring leader. Yep. It's pretty good when you pass the, uh, you know, the goat in baseball, oh, no. Hank Aaron. Anytime you pass a Hank Aaron record, that's doing, you're doing something right. <laughs> you got anything else for us on this Monday? Nah, man. Let's get this. Uh, let's get out of here. Get this week started, and uh, hopefully the rain holds off, man. We got a baseball playoff game tonight, so hopefully they don't have to move yeah, that but, one back. First of all, let me ask you about that. Uh, I saw that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw that Grayson scored the winning run on a stole on a ceiling home. <laughs> he did. He did. Yeah. We were tied 12 to 12 uh, in the um, in the bottom of the fourth. And we had two outs and the batter had two strikes on him. And Grayson was on third base. And the uh, the batter, the, the, the catcher threw it back to the pitcher and the pitcher turned his back for a split second and Grayson took off to home and dove in and scored the uh, the winning run with with two outs 12 to 12 ball game tie ball game to put us into the semifinals yeah that was wow <laughs> that was that was a good play man yeah yeah so I asked the coach over there I said did you tell him to do that he said no he said I just told him I said we gotta make something happen here <laughs> and uh yeah the, the other team wasn't happy man they tried to argue after the game that diving in head first in the home plate was illegal in Dizzy no, Dean baseball not. Like, no, not in, not in Dizzy Dean. It's not. It's some tournaments you like travel tournaments you play in. That's they have weird rules where you can't do that. But yeah, it's definitely legal. So yeah, it was it was it was a uh, it almost gave me a heart attack when I saw him taking off for third or taking off for home. So yeah, let's hope let's hope the rain holds off so we can play tonight. Play a good team tonight though, man. They got some. They got, they got two or three really really good pitchers. So we gotta gotta get the bats going if we want to play in the championship tomorrow. All right, uh, that's it for the Morning 5 for Monday, May 22nd. We will talk to you on Tuesday, same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors!